and welcome lunatics to another episode of the podcast we are we're experimenting i've got experiment i've got i've got some technology going here we're live on on tiktok we are simultaneously with some redneck engineering that's happening on my desk right now um so we're going to be incorporating because i'm watching tiktok so i'll be kind of i want to answer some of their questions too um because you know hey let's address the elephant in the room we get a lot more views on tiktok than we do on youtube and i think that's why you know tiktok's in trouble because google and meta are getting their asses whipped and so they need the government to protect them from um competition you know here in the here in the free market in the land of the free so um Anyway, technical question: Do you see any comments on TikTok? I mean, on uh, restream? Not, not yet? yet, but we okay. just started. There we go. There, there we go. go. I was there's, afraid I wasn't seeing him again. Right? So. There's Purple Yeti. He's here every week. What's up, everybody? Cool. I'm gonna turn that. I'm gonna turn that down just a little bit. Oh, that was loud. Okay. Um. So what? What do we? What do we have? Any uh, old business to talk about? What new? Hey, there's Frank Miller watching us on TikTok. Hey, well, Frank. Not really. I mean, last week was road check, you know, oh. so all, all the cowards went home and <laughs> sat home all week while the rates went up and all the real truckers stayed out there and made money. Yeah. Um, is that stirring it up quick enough or yeah, there you go. Just, just peel the bandaid off. Um, yeah. I haven't seen the big reports, you know, that they send out, uh, yeah, it takes, vir- a, it takes a few weeks. It, it takes a minute for the virtue signal, um, to, uh, the virtue signal to reach the sky, look citizen look what we've done for you um uh, we're 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 here to keep you safe we're getting these evil nasty truck drivers and and they're and they're chafe brake hoses and they're and they're burnout amber lights and they're missing piece of tape you know uh and I'm, i'm sure they probably found some knuckle draggers that actually had you know serious safety issues with their trucks but they're not going to divide they're going to they're going to lump the guy that that had a you know a, a turn signal bulb turned the wrong direction in with a guy that you know that had kingpins and and the wheels about to fall off because they all get lumped into the same. Right. Um, I I just what amazes me about the whole thing with road check is how for 362 days out of the year, dear citizen, you're on your own. The scales are closed. There's hardly any enforcement. Um, but for three days, okay, for three days. We're here for you, citizen. Uh, here for you. We're we're going to open up the scales, and we're going to have we're going to be in rest areas, and we're just going to be inspecting trucks left and right. Uh, but the other three hundred sixty-two days, I wish you the best of luck because we're nowhere to be found. Um, and there was a guy. There was a guy. Some truck driver. Some bull hauler. You know. So he's kind of a Billy Big Rigger guy. But but he was criticizing the DOT. And some guy was like, oh, well, I guess you just don't want to run a safe truck. And he was like, dude, you don't get it. You, you think that these, these DOT cops are out there for anything other than money. That, that, that it's a, just a, it's just a money scheme. It's a, it's extortion. Um, I call it national truck driver harassment and intimidation week. Um, it's just a joke. The whole thing's a joke. I, I would be with you, okay, if, if we're going to decide that the, the U.S. government and the states um, uh, are, are going to employ these DOT officers to keep America safe, okay, well, then do it every day or shut the fuck up. I mean, 
but you don't do it every day. You know, I love Phil, Phil says Arizona, Arizona does it. <laughs> they do inspections 366 days a year. Um, yeah. Well, and it's like California, you know, the banning scale was all, oh, the only banning I 10. Um, I, I never had a problem with banning. Um, of course, I didn't run out there that much, but I have been inspected by the DOT and never one time have I ever been caught with an actual dangerous situation. It's been bullshit every single time. It's all a light or a piece of reflective tape on the mud flap or a chafed brake hose or it just, just nonsense. And, and so that, that's why I just despise, uh, the DOT, uh, the FMCSA, uh, well, cause it's I'm, just a big hole for money to go and die. I'm going to, I'm going to say something, we knock on wood, but probably doesn't matter cause I doubt I drive anymore, but I drove for about 12 years and, and, Four or five of those years, I was putting 175,000 miles on my truck a year, okay? Almost mm -hmm. 4,000 miles a week. I have never in all of my 12 years had a level one inspection, ever. I certainly didn't have one during road check, you know, any kind of inspection during road check. So I guess I just got lucky. I don't know. Mm -hmm. it's, and, and it is luck. I mean, I, I mean, and of course, we've seen it. We, we, we've had drivers get put out of service. I think since I've been here, there's only ever been one out of service where it was legitimately, hey, this truck can't be driven right now until we fix. That's one. Out of all the millions of miles that we've driven, we had one. And the guy was like, oh, that just started this morning. I'm yeah. like, that's horse shit. And it, and it was seriously out of service, okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that didn't just start this morning. You haven't yeah. done a pre-trip in two months. Yeah. Um, you know, that spring, that spring shackle don't do that. But – and it, it frustrates me too. Well, so I'm, I was telling Larry, I bumped into a truck driving school the other day. I went down to the Freightliner dealer. They've got a huge parking lot. And um, so they've got a, a, a truck driving school set up there. And I went over and talked to the guy. And, he, and here's the guy running the school. And he's just as frustrated as I am. He's like, we well, don't teach these guys nothing. We don't, we, you know, they can back up kind of. And they can shift, kind of. Uh, but they don't know nothing about scaling a truck. They don't know nothing about hours of service. They just get the very, very bad. And what's funny is he intimated to me that since this entry-level driver training started, was that last January or this January? No, last year. <clears throat> it's actually gotten worse. The entry level drive entry level driver training, the ELDT thing that you have to go through if you want to be a commercial driver, has actually lowered the standards and made it worse. So that when you go to the company for your brainwashing, um, you, you don't you don't know anything, and and then God help you if you you know some of these trainers, um, are just useless. They just want to check. Uh, and of course to pay their lease payment on their, on their leased truck that they got from prime or Swift or whoever. Um, I mean, it's a nightmare. If the, if the American public could understand how little training people get before they get behind the wheel of a 40 ton truck and run up and down the road beside your family, y'all would be horrified. Okay. Cause it scares the shit out of me mm -hmm. and I know how to drive them. You know, um, uh, it's crazy, but, you know, it, I, it is what it is. Um, we're, we're certainly not going to change it. Um, 
I mean, I, there's part of me would love to have a, a, an actual driving school. Can you imagine what would happen if you could, if you could give brand new people to the industry, a, a lunatic course in trucking and they came out, of course it takes six months. Um, but they actually came out knowing how to drive the truck and, 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 and how the trucking industry works and how the business works. So they won't be the people in my TikTok comment section, just sputtering nonsense that doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but they dreamed it up while they were driving down the road, looking out the windshield. Um, it sure made sense to them then, you know, and I saw something you'd love this. So there's this bill they're they're debating in the house or Senate right now about truck parking. Yes. And, and so somebody that I follow or, or well, who knows on TikTok, And it was the, it was this guy, uh, this politician, uh, talking about our, our brave and wonderful truck drivers. And, you know, we got to fix the truck parking issue. And somebody in the comment section said, so is all this money going to go to truck parking? I said, well, I got 250 years. that says, no, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Not a chance in hell. Um, that, that any of this, Oh, here's a good one from Rocky. Uh, so TikTok, I'm going to read a comment from Rocky Rockefeller. He's the owner operator of North Florida MD alignment down Jacksonville. He says, I think trucks and trailers should be inspected by DOT at least once a year. I see crazy shit every day. Now, Rocky, Rocky's the guy that goes and inspects your suspension before he'll do an alignment. So he's seeing the, the, the bushings that are wore out and the tie rod ends that are wore out and the kingpins that are wore out. And people think their truck's perfectly fine. You know, well, there's nothing wrong with my truck. And he's like, well, here's $3,000 bill that says it's not. You know, you need bushings and you need shocks and you need uh, torque arms and you need... Uh, you know, you, hell, you probably need new springs and you need tie rod ends and, and cross tube assemblies. And the drivers are oblivious. They have no idea that their truck's in as bad a shape as this. Not that it's probably on average, not that it's dangerous. Well, but we just, listen, I just paid for a three axle alignment with TA. Yeah. Ain't anything wrong with it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good luck with that. <clears throat> it's, uh, but we're not, you know, we're not, te we, we are, I mean, when I say we, we're talking about the trucking industry, are not teaching drivers how to understand their trucks. And listen, uh, my, what's our oldest truck? 1999 Freightliner. 99. Is from the, from the frame to the ground, almost identical to a 2023. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the, the bunch of the newer trucks have the uh, disc brakes, but your springs and bushings and brake lines and the, the, the foundation of those systems haven't changed in 50 years, you know? So, go ahead. Well, I was going to point out the other thing that isn't different on any truck is the view from the back with the doors open of the trailer. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, the, uh, oops, I just took knocked myself off of the, off of the live. How'd I do that? Here we go. Oh, cause I can't do that. I got to do that over here. I was trying to look at the comments. Um, it, the, yeah, that, that's the, that's the big thing that we, f that we fight because people, uh, well, listen, I got kids. I got, I got three kids in this house between the age of eight and 16 and children will find any way they can to justify 
what they want, not what they need. They justify what they want. And then, well, if I, you know, if I can make all these reasons why, um, uh, why, why I, I want to do this, then, then we can do it. And, and a lot of these people that get into business and trucking are no different. And they come up with all these emotional reasons. Well, I, you know, I've got to have a new truck, blah, 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 for the warranty. I got to have a new truck for this. I got to have a new truck. Well, the view to the people that are paying for the freight is the same. Yep. They, um, they're looking at the inside of a trailer. They couldn't give a rip less what your truck looks like. They don't care if it's a, uh, an 83 or a 23, because if it will pull that trailer to the destination and get their stuff, their stuff there, uh, safely, they don't, they couldn't care less. So it, it only matters to the truck driver, um, how nice it is and shiny it is and comfortable it is. And, but when you get into business, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. If you can afford it, correct. But affording it means not financing it. Affording it means not having to get out of business the first time you have a breakdown, you know, that's the thing. And here's where we get in trouble with the old guys. Okay. Well, not old guys, but the, the, the established trucking guys, well, you think everybody should have to drive a, a junk truck. No, no. We just want people to not be in debt. So right. that they can stay in business in times like right now, mm-hmm. you know, when, when thousands of carriers are going out of business every week, you know. So that's why we do. And again, I'm, I'm going to restate it. Our comments, our marketing is directed to the company driver who's wanting to be a first time owner operator buying his first truck. So keep that in mind. Y'all always get freaked out when we start telling you that, you know, how, what kind of trucks to buy. But I don't, it doesn't matter to me what you buy if you can afford it. But like um, old friend um, uh, Dave Ramsey said, just because you can make the payment doesn't mean you can afford it. No. Well, and and, and so there's so much emotion around, around being leased to a carrier versus having your own numbers. Listen, y'all, I, I mean, we, we've been leased to a carrier since the inception of this company. I've been leased to a carrier since 2009. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, so all we've ever done has been leased to a carrier. All right. And I can tell you with absolute certainty that uh, yesterday I decided to sleep in. I set my alarm for eight instead of seven thirty. <clears throat> you slacker, you. I know, but I thought, hey, I everything was fine when I went to bed, mm-hmm. and then I woke up and all hell broke loose. Right? <laughs> it was a pretty rough day yesterday for you, wasn't it? I, I woke up, I woke <laughs> at eight o'clock this morning and my phone is filled with text messages and there are loads canceling and all, you know, shit's going wrong and everywhere. I sat down at this desk and in a matter of six hours, I booked $36,000 for the freight in he, six hours. Listen, he has the, he has the, uh, hardware to prove it. He is the trip planning, trip ninja fleet manager undisputed champion of the world okay now, i'll promise you two things if we had our numbers and we were not leased to a carrier did not have the access to their contract freight did not have access to their network that makes things a lot easier yes i don't yeah. believe one that i could have booked that many loads in six hours and two i don't believe for a second that I could have booked $36,000 worth right. in that six hours. It probably would have been 20, 25, maybe. 
Imagine all the abuse you'd have took from brokers yesterday morning oh. if you had to deal with brokers. Because you would have been abused how many times yesterday? Well, every time. I mean, well, I mean, I, I would like to believe that I'm a I'm a pretty good I could be a pretty good negotiator, but um I don't have to negotiate here. They put it on the board. If I like it and it fits my parameters, I'll just call and book it. And I mean, I, I don't, I don't have to fight back and forth and, uh, well, we want to pay 1700. Well, I need 2,700 and how we're going to get back and forth. I just, I just call it. And, and of course now at this point, you know, am I, I'm coming up, I'm at, this is May of 23. So I'm a year and a half into being home full time. I can make a phone call because I know where the freight is. I, I can make a phone call and say, Hey, do you have any of those loads out of, and they go, well, yeah. And it happened last week that I called an agent and he goes, well, I got six right here that I'm getting ready to post and I haven't posted yet. And he just, he just spent 15 minutes going through all the, I said, well, no, I don't want that one. Oh, I, oh, I like that one. Let's book that one. You know, um, and I, and I've, I've got emails out right now through the end of next week with agents saying, Hey, I've got a guy here. If you get one of these, let me know. Well, they're going to call me before that ever hits the board. Yeah. One, because we have a relationship built over time and we've sent drivers to them that have not screwed up the loads. Right. Um, remind me, I've got an off air story for you about an agent that called me today. Uh, I'm going to make a note because this is not for broadcast, but this is going to blow your mind. Um, Good. Uh, you know, but there's so many moving parts when you're trying to work with a fleet. And what I try to get some of these new guys to understand is that, <clears throat> yes, you can come here and go through our 18-month program and at the end go buy a paid-for truck, make 150 grand taxable, net income or you could we can show you how to build a fleet where you don't have to drive anymore now if you want to be a truck driver for the rest of your days i there's nothing wrong with that but if you don't want to be a truck driver for the rest of your days i can give you um i i can give you skills and experience that can teach you how to not have to drive anymore and let somebody else do the driving. You do the managing, you know, that's the, that's the kind of carrot that I think that, 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 you know, and some of them really start to realize they start looking around going, wait a minute. I see how these guys are running 12 trucks right now. Um, and if I had five, well, I could, I could make more money with five sitting at home than I could with one driving full time. And so that's what I hope, um, you to know, be, you know, it, it's not for everybody because you know you 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 substitute one set of problems with another. Oh, you know, yeah. As as a driver, you know y'all know what the regular problems are. You deal with them every day. When you start hiring drivers, here's the thing that most people have who try to in the trucking business or people somebody and they with their truck at that point ever, 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 ever. 
that's you know that what you're doing. Hang on, <clears throat> hang on. Your your internet is having a stroke right now. Um, yeah, you're uh, you're really chopping in your in your videos. Videos bad. Um, Let me refresh my browser. Uh, try that. Try that, and we'll see if it if it helps. And it might be your internet. So Larry's <clears throat> Larry's doing a, a remodel on their house, and so they've been, they've been moved to the basement. And they've had to relocate the internet router. We had a problem the other day. We were talking on the phone and I couldn't hardly hear him. And it's, it's because the internet, God, man, well, that, that hurt. Um, but, uh, so I think, I think his internet issues are, are, are creeping up or maybe, well, I know, I know damn well his wife's not streaming Netflix. So hopefully we'll get this ironed out here in a second. Um, but you've got to understand that business is about nothing more than the numbers. And, and let me, I, let me just reach over here because you know, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pull out my friend, the BSE 9,000. Let me show it to TikTok. Okay. TikTok. This is the BSE 9,000. Okay. This is, this is how we make every decision. It's not based on emotion. We'd make a lot of, we make a lot of decisions based on experience, but every day, we get this guy out and if he says it's worth doing, we'll do it. But if he says, sorry, I know how bad you want to do it. But when he says no, it's over. We just, we just don't do it. And so people get, um, you know, especially upset because I'm, um, people come in are very, very abusive in our, our, our tech, especially our tech comment section. Um, well, buddy, I, I'm not telling you, um, that, that I, I'm going to stop you somehow from doing, if you want to do it that way, go ahead and do it. I'm telling you that I'm not going to do it that way because of a measure of risk or it doesn't make mathematical sense, but, but because they have taken so much ownership of their decision where they have not used the BSE 9,000 to get where they are, that they get, they, they, they're, they're so uh, offended and hurt because they can't respond with anything, but, you know, hate and discontent and you're stupid and you don't know what you're talking about. Well, but here's the thing, sweetheart. I do know what I'm talking about. I've got a ton of experience. I've been a driver for 25 years. I've been a fleet manager for two and a half. Um, and I sit here and I do this every single day. Um, and you know, if, if, we like we did the episode uh, 108, which is what almost 50 some episodes ago. And we went through what the OPS is and we explained why we use it, the oil purification system. And so I just did, I took an opportunity standing in the shop the other day to make a TikTok. It's up to 770,000 views, it's got like 10,000 shares, um, 25,000 likes or something. And 800 comments from, from idiots, you know, that are just that they're, um, all they're doing is repeating what they've always heard, you know, um, well, I'm just going to change my over 12,000 miles. Well, go ahead, but you're still not getting the filtering. You're still not doing the oil samples. You have no idea what's going across, going in with your engine. And every 12,000 miles, you go dump the evidence that would tell you 
what's going on inside your engine. Do you have fuel dilution? Do you have coolant intrusion? Do you have soot? Is your engine really operating at its maximum capacity? But you can't, you don't know because you dump the damn oil every 12,000 miles and you're not running it long enough to even get a good sample. And it's just, and, and boy, you're stupid. You don't know when you're, you're, you're not going to be business very long. You're going to be reinforming those trucks. Or, no, we have absolutely no data <clears throat> from like four or five million miles that we've tracked running OPS systems on our trucks that tells us that running extended drains, not changing oil, sampling every 25,000 miles has done anything but improve um, the longevity uh, and the operation of our engines, you know? So yeah. am I back? You are back. Good. For now. What I miss? <clears throat> Not much. I, I just brought people up to your internet woes, you know. You, oh, so you told me you told about my house. Yeah, you're remodeling. You're living in the basement. God, it's, we're one month into a five or six months pro, a month project, and uh, and of course it's summertime. So so Mary Lou's not she's not you know teaching or whatever she does observing, and uh, and I'm here all the time, and uh, we're about to kill each other. Okay, <laughs> we're used to living in a lot of square feet. We're living in no square feet. So. Um, I'm going to Vegas in a couple of weeks to get away for a little while. So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to vent or I'm going to release or relax or something. So, well, I'm, I mean, I've, I've, I've made it abundantly clear. Like if we ever were to move again, I'm just leaving everything here. The next people oh, can have no. it. I'm, I'm never, that's why we're doing this. I'm <laughs> not going to move. <clears throat> hey, here's the, uh, here's what you need. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Rocky, I may take you up on that. Uh, Rocky, you just built an outdoor kitchen. My God, it's got three green eggs in it. Three, okay. So uh, and a smoker, and I mean, I mean, I'm I'm coming down to Jacksonville. If I had to bring a truck myself to get a line, I'm coming out and hanging out with you, buddy. So, yeah, that's a. I mean his 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 backyard is better than my kitchen. Yeah, you know that's <clears throat> that's fantastic. But that's what gets you being, you know, about the number one MD alignment guy in the United States. Uh, Absolutely. And, and, not, yeah. and, and, and not, you know, not doing things to people that they don't need for money and not taking their money by aligning their trucks without doing things that they need to do. That's the big thing. Yeah. But so, <clears throat> well, you can't align a truck that won't hold an alignment. So if you've got uh, bushings and, 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 and tie rod ends and all this kind of stuff that, that are wore out, you're wasting your money lining a truck. As soon as you hit a pothole, it's it's gone, you know. And um, so, you know, Rocky will look at it. And, I mean, all the MD alignment guys that, that have been trained by Mike and and, and do the job right, um, the first thing they do is inspect the vehicle. They won't even take your money, you know, if, if they can't align the truck. And then you go get it fixed somewhere, or in, in Rocky's case, he does the repairs. And then he aligns it. And guess what? It stays in alignment. I had before I met Rocky. I had a, an MD guy in Kansas City named Chad Hone align my truck. That truck hasn't been aligned since, you know. So it's not, it doesn't, you know. It there's one way of doing it. And that's right. So yeah, that's for sure. Um. Well, you know, I <clears throat> I moved some trucks around this week with our toter, and I made a TikTok about it. Um. 
and I, I haven't put up the one video that I sent you guys. I had a truck sitting here in front of the house. I live in West Virginia, so we got lots of hills. And <clears throat> so the whole front part of my of my yard is is a hillside, and then we've got a driveway cut across it. And I had this truck sitting here, and my plan was, because you haul them from the rear, was to start it up, turn it around, so I could pull it straight out the driveway. Well, I get it, it ran for about four seconds and quit and lost prime and didn't have any of my tools with me. Uh, I didn't have any ether. I didn't have anything. So I, uh, <clears throat> I had to get behind it and I had to back this thing up my curved driveway with a six foot drop on one side, you know, and hillside on the other. And I had my neighbors out here and we're blocking traffic. I mean, it was a, it was a complete cluster. It was a, it was a miracle that I, I made it back out of there. Plus, uh, guys, he lives on top of a hill too. Okay. Yeah. I live it's on top flat, of that. Not flat anywhere. No. Yeah. So don't forget, don't forget where he lives. Yeah. Well, somebody was asking, I think on TikTok where we were, Larry's in Kentucky and I'm in West Virginia. Uh, we, we pretty much, you know, he runs things from his office and I run things from mine. And then we have the drivers out. We pretty much run east of the Mississippi. You know, we, we, we don't go past I-35, um, <clears throat> just cause there's no freight out there. But, uh, <clears throat> let's go ahead and plug the event right quick. Let's, let's drop that here in the middle. Well, let's, let's start out with our, with our sponsor. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, speaking of which, did we not have our meeting with sponsor number two yet? We have not. I think that's that coming. I'll, up? Have, I'll have to check my email, but that's coming. Okay. Well, we've uh, got a new sponsor coming up, so we'll <clears throat> announce that after we have our meeting, our, our production meeting with them. But uh, you know, our, we've been sponsored now for one year uh, by the folks at Pittsburgh Power, the good folks there. Uh, they're the ones who now own the OPS, the oil purification system that we talk a lot about. Uh, that's the modification that I did back in 2009 <clears throat> on the truck that I bought in 2009 that now has 1.85 million miles on it and had four oil changes in its life. Uh, at no point did the lab sample come back and tell me to change the oil. It's just we, I wanted to try different oils <clears throat> and different weights and whatnot to experiment with it. So uh, the truck has 1.85 million miles, no, no internal engine repairs, has original injectors, yeah. um, and... Um, you know, I attribute that to the fact that the oil purification system starts that truck off every morning with fresh oil, with, with brand new oil. And so it's oil is never dirty. Uh, even though it's been in there hundreds of thousands of miles, uh, it repl we replenish it with makeup oil. You know, most diesels will use a, a gallon of oil every once in a while. So that's repl that replenishes the, uh, the additive package. Oil itself doesn't go bad. It's been in the, in the ground billions of years and didn't go bad. So it's not going to go back 15,000 miles because you put it in the truck, but it does get dirty. And that's what the oil purification system does. Unlike all the others, it removes the solids as well as the liquids because of it has a, um, a chamber, heated chamber, that evaporates off the, the uh, liquids. And so you've got all the, the, the liquid and the, the solids out of the, out of the oil, replenish it with the additive package from a makeup oil every once in a while, and you, you're, you're good to go. Not only that, but we take a lab sample every 25,000 miles to verify what we are telling you. It's not just our word. We, we have a sample from a, from a real lab, not a tabletop thing over at Love's, okay, a real, a real lab. And, uh, and it tells us if there's a problem or if there's not. Now, we've, listen, we've saved many a truck here because we find out that, wait a minute, we've got an oil sample now and we've got high coolant intrusion. 
or we've got high fuel, you know, um, intrusion. So we know way before it becomes catastrophic that there's a problem. And now we know that, you know, that it exists and now we can work on trying to find it. If you're just changing your oil, you have no idea if that's happening. You only, you only, ha- you only find out when it gets bad enough to explode, you know, or, or, or have a, have a serious problem. So, um, there's a check in until we have an entire episode on 108. We have a follow-up one somewhere else. I don't remember what number it was, but it's there. Also, the uh, the max mileage uh, fuel catalyst. If you guys are driving a an any type any type of emission vehicle, 04 or later, um, the max mileage will help with your combustion, produce a much much less soot, and uh, keep uh, all the soot problems out of your out of your engine. So. Uh, we use it in all of our uh, emissions engines. We primarily have EGR. We don't have a lot of emission trucks. but um, And we also have a, uh, a complete episode on that with Dr. Jane just a few episodes back. So anyway, thanks, Pittsburgh Power, for being our sponsor. I was a customer of theirs long before they were a sponsor because mm-hmm. I started in 2009. So, <clears throat> Well, so and, that, and, and, I, and a lot of people I don't think really um, really don't think about how uh, when you guys were going to the CMC, how much data, uh, really good scientific data was produced from those people that were going to those CMC, uh, conferences, reliable data that you could count on. Right. Not, not bullshit. So, yeah. Uh, it wasn't paid for by some company, you know, with a, with an agenda. It was, it was just a bunch, three or 400, uh, best practices, owner operators, you know, and, yeah. um, and we shared and that's, and they, they, thinking. their motivation was they wanted the information. Is this real? Is this not real? Does this work? Right. Does this not work? Because right. they, their, their motivation was the preservation of their own business. Can I really save money? You know, can I spend, can I spend a thousand dollars to save $10,000? Or in my case, $175,000. Yeah. <clears throat> You uh, you should start a podcast. You 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 sounded good there. <laughs> you ever consider that? I've thought about it a time or two. The trucking thing doesn't work out. You might look into that. So, well, I've got some I've got some content coming for y'all. Um, we've got three trucks that we're going to take and make into two. Um, <clears throat> we had one that got Fr- total Franken- Frankenstein. We're gonna make a Frankenstein. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> We've got, we're, we're getting ready to, so I'm going to catalog all this on YouTube and TikTok so you can see it. Um, but we've got this truck sitting that was, that was wrecked. We, we bought it back for, for salvage for $5,000. Um, and the cabs tore up, but the engine, transmission, rear ends, tires, everything else is fine on it. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take the interior out, you know, and I'm going to show all that because we're going to be able to make one other truck run again and we're going to make another one much more efficient using the parts from this donor truck um and 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 when we have such a great relationship with this shop um cam's service center dunbar west virginia um he he appreciates y'all uh he's got some podcast customers uh, that have come in, been in the area and, and, and he's, you know, and they can, they can do it all. They, they do in frames and transmissions and clutches and suspension work and, and computer diagnostic. He's got some pretty good guys working for him. 
Very, very reasonable labor rates. <clears throat> very incredibly reasonable labor rates. Yeah. Really uh, good. Really good guy. Really good family. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're really, really happy to have this relationship. And, um, um, let's so that's, again. let's say it again. It's CAMS, C-A-M-S. Service uh, center. Service center in Dunbar, West Virginia. Uh, what's it? Exit 50, Chris? 54? Exit. Yeah. Well, you can get off at the 50 or you can get off at the 52, either yeah. one to get there. He's right alongside the interstate. It's a small place. So if you're going to go in there, try to leave your trailer somewhere else, but you know, give him a call. They, they do road service and all that kind of stuff. And I, I love the fact Chris doesn't, I mean, he love. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. It, <clears throat> these big companies come along, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll tell, he'll take their money. But when the owner operator shows up, you know, he's, um, uh, he's, he recognizes. He, he's sympathetic to their yeah. plight. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm just going to tell you, okay? Let me just say this out loud. If you're an asshole, you get what you get, right? Don't yeah, be an asshole. Well, you, yeah. You, if you're an asshole, you expect that, right? That's probably why you're an asshole. You like well, you should. That, so You should. Sure. Um, so. <clears throat> well, it's funny. I got a, we were talking about, we were talking about an estimate one time uh, to get something done. I don't remember what, oh, I know what it was. It was a radiator. And he said, well, this is what this guy paid it. And I hated him. You know, so it's like, it was like, there, there, here's the maximum number. Okay. And I looked at it and it was still cheaper than what we ended up with. Cause we broke down four miles from a shop and he was still like, wasn't it like seven or $800 cheaper, you know? So his maximum was lower than the guy that we were at, but you know, it, it, it was, you know, it's what we got. Um, somebody just said something about coming out of orientation. Where was that? Uh, I saw that truck stars. We just finished a land star orientation. You dang right. It's, it's about access to the freight at 100%. And somebody on TikTok TikTok said, do you think land star will have enough load for me to keep me busy? Land star has enough loads, but it's up to you. What you TikTok, you're over here. Mm -hmm. It's up to you to keep you busy. Um, we, we certainly, we certainly say, um, what well, says they're losing Larry? Say something again. Hello, check, check, check. Well, he sounds good to me. Um, anyway, I've just been quiet for the last few minutes. Maybe they just think they can't hear me. So yeah. It, so <clears throat> so does Lance, First of all, Landstar has probably uh, what do you th- what's the lowest you see, Chris? About thirty grand, upwards of forty or fifty grand most days. Well, I oops, I hit the wrong button. I can, t- I can let me tell you right now. I'll tell you what it looks like on a. On a but, but, Friday but here's, night. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm trying to look at his name. What's his name? Vanish? Am I looking at that right? It, it's not whether or not they have the loads. It's whether or not you can take the loads. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because if your cost per mile of operating your truck is so high that you can't afford the freight, that you're, gonna, you're not going to like it. Okay? Because if you haven't understood yet right now, we're in a little bit of a rate depression. So Landstar is not going to manufacture loads to keep you in business. If your right. business model allows you to run freight, it's fine. We have no problem running freight because our business model keeps our cost per mile very, very, very low. But if you're struggling because you need rate and you think Landstar is going to fix that, that that's not going to happen. We don't have special freight here. We just have lots of freight. And a lot of it is direct. But, again, you're going to come here and you're going to compete. See, everybody thinks there's a brotherhood in trucking. 
Okay. <laughs> that might exist if you're company drivers, maybe. But when you become an owner operator, it's all about what, what did I, I had a put I mean, you know, if you don't think that that business, what was the quote I, I, I did from uh, Mr. Wonderful? If you don't think business is a war or something, you're the one's the loser mm -hmm. because you compete with everybody else. So when you come to Landstar, you're going to compete with us. Okay. You're going to compete with 11, 12, 13,000 other Landstar BCOs. Um, you, you can't come in here and start at the level that they did. You got to start at the bottom and work your way up. And a lot of people come here at Landstar and they expect to start out like, like a lot of people in business now. They, they don't want to start out sweeping the floor. They want to start out, you know, run, running the place, you know, counting the money. Uh, that's just not going to happen. You're going to have to understand you have to come in here and get some relationships started with special agents that you like to work with, with freight that you can run with. And, uh, and that's how you're going to, uh, survive and thrive at Landstar. Um, Landstar is not going to make you wealthy. You're going to make yourself wealthy if you understand how to operate in the Landstar system. Correct. So, and oh, by the way, we coach people how to do that. So, yeah. Well, and I noticed here that Vanish said as a, uh, um, 2020 T680, and it's paid for. Yeah. He says, if I join Landstar and all, oh, there was there was two questions. If I join Landstar and run three to four weeks out and two to three days home, do you think they'll have enough load to keep me busy? Absolutely. Yeah. Because I was talking to some of our guys mm -hmm. today. When you're an employee and <clears throat> you have a, a job, it, it it's not uncommon to have to work 50, 51, 52 weeks out of the year, right? I mean, my, my whole adult life, from the time I started working at, what, 16, I, I had to work every week. I'd work damn near every day. And so what, what happens to a lot of truck drivers is they see the margin. They see themselves being sold or selling themselves at wholesale. And they're being sold at retail. They see that that just that margin, and then of course there's the margin of the truck on top of that. And they and it's natural to think, okay, well, well, if I was in charge, if I owned the truck, I'm going to make all that margin, which is 100% true. The problem is <clears throat> when there's nobody to crack the whip and hold you accountable, you don't work enough. Now I I have a friend that drove 47,000 miles last year. He can afford to do that. He's been at Landstar longer than I have. He's got a paid-for truck. He's got a bunch of paid-for stuff. He can afford to only drive 47,000 miles a year, and there ain't a damn thing wrong with that. But he didn't start out driving 47,000 miles a year. He started out driving 147 or maybe 174, right? And then got himself into a position that he earned – where he only has to drive 50,000 miles a year to make what he needs to make. Well, that, sh that should be our goal. You know, that, that there's, that's an absolute noble goal, but you can't do that with a 2020 T 680 that ain't paid for when you've gone down to LOA in mountain and, 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 you know, and have, have signed up for 12 or well, I don't know, eight, $9,000 a week for a truck payment. Um, when I had a truck payment, it was only like 12, 1275, you know, so 300 bucks a week, $325 a week. Well, that was manageable. Yeah. I still don't want you to do that. I want you to pay cash for a truck. 
That way, if something happens, and, and that's the thing that y'all don't ever think about. What, what, why do you say if something happens? There's, well, I mean, the if, the if doesn't need to be there. Okay? <laughs> when, when something happens. Right. Because it's going to happen. You're going to have a catastrophic failure. I, and I didn't think about this until after I made the video. So I made the OPS video and got, got everybody riled up. Okay. And then I made a video about going to pick up a truck that had a spun bearing. Well, one of our fans was the first to comment and he was like, Hey, that OPS calls that spun bearing. And he was being, you know, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about it, <clears throat> but even with all of our best efforts, you're still going to have some sort of catastrophic failure in your business life. It's going to, you're going to spin a bearing and there's nothing you can do about it. You're going to, and there's nothing about that, that you could put the word unexpected in front of. Correct. Okay. That just doesn't exist. <clears throat> the, the the you're going to have a rear end blow you're going to have a transmission go apart you're going to lose a clutch you know and and it's and i watched the other night i was i was up there at chris's working on truck uh working on one of our trucks and some some random guy you know uh breaks a clutch and had the good fortune of breaking down near chris and so here comes greg greg toes him drops him in. They start taking the thing apart that night. And the thing rolled out yesterday. I mean, uh, the, the, the fact that you can, you can break down close to a shop, be towed to a shop, go in and have them immediately. I mean, they immediately put that truck on the lift and start taking it apart. Next morning I ordered a clutch dude was down maybe three days, two and a half and was back again, rolling freight. Y'all that didn't happen at the dealership. That happened at a local independent shop. Well, just talk about this week. We had a guy go down. Okay. Um, talk about Michael. All right. You get oh, on, yeah. you get on truck down. You find just a local mobile dude. Okay. And mm -hmm. explain all that story. Okay. Okay. So we use a Verizon tracking, uh, forward facing dash cam solution. And it's really slick. It's really nice. Mm -hmm. If I had one truck, I would have that Verizon system in my truck because it's they, fantastic. They need to be a sponsor, by the way. Hell yeah, they do. Quit talking about it. Don't use okay. the don't use the name anymore. Right. The unnamed, Generic. the unnamed, uh, cellular cellular cloud based dash cam tracking <laughs> system that we have. There you go. There you go. Will track maintenance right? And it'll send us emails when maintenance is coming due. And I, as I just found out the other day, it will send me diagnostic codes whenever the truck throws a code, I get an email instantly. Um, and so I get a code. He leaves here. He goes down the road. I get an email that this truck is having a diagnostic code. And I'm like, so I, I said, Hey, you got to check engine light. And he was like, yeah, I do. How'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> big, but <laughs> big brother's so, watching. <laughs> so, so I Googled it and the code was EGR not responding. And he, I said, was it running okay? He said, yes, running fine. But a check engine light's on. I'm like, okay. Now, the little bit of side story. We paid a guy to tune this truck, but it's still been a turd. Like, it just, it don't pull good, don't run great, but, you know, still runs, right? So we're, we're continuing to run. So he goes down, drops his loaded trailer, picks up an empty trailer, goes to the shipper, picks up a, a loaded trailer, makes it 12 miles, and boom, no boost. Just yep. like thing won't hardly run. 
fell on his face. This was Saturday night. Yeah. This was Saturday night, about 11 o'clock. So I go on truck down. I find a guy. He says, I'll come over there, $125 call, $125 an hour, two-hour minimum. I'm like, 250 bucks. give me a diagnosis. So he goes over there, and he says, well, I think you need an EGR valve. Well, it's Saturday night. Nobody's going to be open Sunday. So we're set until Monday morning. So <clears throat> on Monday, they start looking for an EGR valve. And, and I, I, I kind of wish I knew the name of this company because uh, I would tell you because I think they, they did a pretty decent job because I liked her attitude. She's like, well, look, I'm looking everywhere for this, this EGR valve, and I found one for 1100 but it's aftermarket, and the, and the, and the, the OEM was $1,800. And she's like, and I said, well, what makes me nervous about this is what happens if we put an EGR valve in it and don't fix the problem? You know, because we're just kind of guessing. And I don't like parts changers. I like diagnosticians, but you can't find them. So as the day goes on Monday, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting a lot of comforting information about is this the real problem with this truck? And I thought, okay, well, let me Google. So I Googled truck shop location, and I found a guy 1.2 miles away that had a lot of great reviews on Google. And I gave him a call, and this Eastern European dude picks up. And I said, well, here's the situation. Somebody's been out there, says I need an EGR valve, but it makes me nervous because I don't want to spend that kind of money on a valve and that not be the problem. And he was like, I will stop. I will have a look. So he rolls up in like a Mercedes, you know, covered in yeah, grease, yeah, you know. Yeah, our driver's going, I can't believe this guy shows up in a Mercedes Benz <laughs> yeah. covered in grease. He's using it as a work vehicle. Yeah. <clears throat> so he looks at it and he's like, well, we're going to change this sensor. And I'm like, okay. So they change the sensor and it's better, but it's not, it's not fixed. It's, it's marginally better. So he's, so they, they, they go back and forth for a while. And, and he's like, well, I'm going to put a valve in it. And I'm like, okay, well, time out. Number one, how much money are we in right now? Because I spent $210 on the guy Saturday night. Now you've been out here all day, and you put two sensors on, and he was like $350. I'm like, okay, we're at $350. Bucks. Well, remember, I'm, I've called my local Detroit shop, and they've told me $1,300. They'll sell me an EGR for, but I'm 400 miles away. And so I tell this guy, and I'm like, well, man, are, are you sure? Because that's a lot of money to spend on. A, and, and, and he's like, what are you talking about? And he, and he kept saying $500, $500. I'm like, wait, because we're, you know, I mean, this guy's like a Serbian or something. You know, he's got that really, really thick Eastern European accent. And he was like, I have used valve. I'm like, oh, he was like, used valve, 250 labor, 250 I'm thinking, well, hell, 500 bucks. I mean, he's got to use valve. It, hell, if it works, you know, at the, now I'm 850, 900. Well, sure enough, he put a used valve on it and the thing, oh, my screen just locked. He put a used valve on it and it, I mean, it perked right up and fixed our problem for 900 bucks. So all in, we spent, what, 11. 1150. Now, of course, we lost two days of revenue. Well, it was over the weekend, so. Uh, but we lost Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and of course, we repowered the load ourselves. I, I had I had a driver 30 miles away. His load canceled, so I had him repower the load. So we didn't lose a trailer. If you're at Landstar, you know what that's about. Um. 
but we just, we just, we just keep digging. You know, we, we never, I never take the first, you know, give me your best uh, analysis and I'm going to, I'm going to match that analysis up with my experience and then I'm going to keep digging, but I'm not just going to take the first, the first word. Um, and, and so anyway, we, we got this thing. It was two different companies. Um, I think it was SVN. When I saw the SVN, I knew this guy was like Croatia or something, you know, but it was SVN something in Anderson, South Carolina. He's the one that fixed it, sold us the used DGR valve for 250 bucks, charges $250 labor. SVN Express, Anderson, South Carolina, Sierra Victory, November Express. And they did a great job, you know, which is, and I've tried to explain this to people and I don't think they get it. We have been brainwashed, especially in this country, to believe in what certified professionals. And they want to go to the dealership. Guys, please hear me clearly. Stop going to the dealership. They can't solve your problem. They don't want to solve your problem. They want to park you on the back lot, especially if you're warranty. Because they won't want they don't want anything to do with warranty. Warranty doesn't pay for nothing, you know. They have to beg, borrow, and steal to, to get the damn warranty to pay for anything. They don't care anything about actually fixing the problem. Go find you the Chris Dolans. Go find you the Carls. Go find you the Precision Truck Solutions in Coshocton. Go find SVN Express in Anderson, South Carolina. My God, you got Google. If they got good reviews, you know, just remember that if they have any bad reviews, you have to grade that on a curve because happy people don't leave reviews. Right. They just pay their bill and go on about their life, you know? So you have to, you have to kind of triple the good reviews and then kind of like cut the bad reviews in half, you know, cause somebody's always going to be pissed off over something and then they're, you know, they're going to leave a a bunch of comments. Yeah. The other part of this though, is that had that been a 2022 Packar, I'd been a whole different story. We probably would have had to take it to the dealership, you know? Yeah, maybe. So, you know, the fact that we drive, old Freightliner Series 60's engine that everybody has pieces for it and the ability to work on it it's part of our minimizing risk when you ask us why we do things this is the reason why right here oh I'm stuck I didn't I missed a bunch of comments um Halloween Mountain Pound like 1200 a week 5000 down love my lunatic truck um Phil I met a driver. Oh, there it goes. Met a driver in, at the Flying Jane Phoenix. He stated he had a five thousand dollar truck payment. He also had a dog. <laughs> I feel sorry for the dog. <laughs> Listen, he's gonna feed that dog. I wouldn't worry about the dog. He ain't gonna eat, but he'll feed that dog. Um, Leon, boy, how many times have we done this, mm-hmm. <laughs> dude? I worked as an auto mechanic for seven years in an independent shop. I had to fix plenty of rigs that the dealership couldn't, wouldn't, or already fixed. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we had that happen, and uh, we, used, we had to take everything that we took to a certified factory-trained uh, shop to Carl and have him fix it after they got done with it. I got so tired of doing that, I told Chris, you take the bill over there, and they're paying. If they don't pay, we're never coming back. So, um, well, and, and let's, I mean, let's think about this for a second. And we'll give, going. I'm going to give you all some context. When I came to Larry in 2018, 
he had a truck at the Detroit shop. He had just paid $30,000 to put a motor in this truck. And I got in it and I started driving it. <clears throat> and he had a longstanding relationship with this particular shop, worked with him for a long time. Um, but given my experience as an owner operator, I'm, I open the hood and I'm going, well, that's loose and that's broke and that's missing. And I'm thinking, man, you paid $30,000 for this in frame and, 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 and look at these broken bolts and missing clamps and, and, you know, and I was just, so anyway, we, we kind of start fixing a little bit by a little bit, but he still at that time had a, a, a kind of belief. Well, if, you know, Hey, if I go to the Detroit shop, I've got a nationwide warranty. And if anything goes wrong and we were kind of, you know, talking that way, we don't either one believe that today. Um, and so when we started, uh, we went to the local Freightliner here, that same truck. I needed a turbo put on it. We had, we had met Carl, and we were starting to develop our relationship with Carl. Of course, TA won't let you do anything, you know, and he wasn't working well, on the side Carl, yet. Carl was working at TA at the time. So right, Carl was working at TA, and, and, and so he, he was limited in what he could do. He hadn't yet started uh, coming up and working in my driveway. So, or go more, but this was kind of the beginning of that because we took it to them for a water pump and a turbo and the mirror, something was wrong with the mirror on the driver's side and, um, got it back and the water pumps leaking. Well, it was due for the Landstar 120 day inspection. So I drove it straight from the dealership to the TA and Carl's like, well, who, who did all this? And I said, well, the dealership did. And there's a line on a Series 60 Detroit that runs from the water pump on the passenger side of the engine across the oil pan up to the air compressor on the driver's side of the engine. Well, that was line. the shunt line. It was completely left loose. It was rubbing the oil pan. If we would have kept driving that truck within a week, we'd have not only had a hole in the oil pan, but that, that radiator line would have been broken too, and we'd have been sitting on the side of the road. So I called the dealership and I said, Hey, I, I need all these clamps and part. Well, we don't have them. So Carl fabricates a bunch of stuff laying around at TA. He fabricates and, and, and is able to secure this line. And I'm sitting there in the truck and I kept looking out the window. I'm like, something looks off. And I looked and they had put the mirror on upside down. I hit the, I hit the power mirror to go right. And the son bitch went left. So I get my tools out and I fix the mirror. I turn the mirror upside down and I'm just sitting here going, God, they keep talking about how they're certified professionals, but they put the damn mirror on upside down. The thing's leaking more coolant than it left and when it got there. And so that was the first time that Larry said, okay, enough. I want y'all to figure up Carl's bill. And it was $275 or something for all the labor that he had in fixing this line. And we took it up there and said, listen, this is all the stuff that he had to do to fix this truck after y'all got done with it. So here you go. And they wrote us a check. And so over time, we just cut out the middleman. But other than buying parts, you're not going to find me in the dealership shop. I just... I just don't well, trust them. And half the time they're telling us the parts on national back order, which and we bullshit. go find it ourselves, you know? Right. So. And so yeah. I just, I, I just, I'm so tired of going to somebody that does half the work for twice the money. And it's right. just, it just doesn't make any sense. 
why don't I go? I would rather take a chance on somebody that charges me a hundred bucks an hour that they might not fix it exactly right. Um, but you know, and I don't know if I told you this, but the boys that work at Chris's was listening to our podcast the other night, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I try to give them little nuggets of wisdom while I'm there and, you know, get them to think about the customer. Sure. Um, but it's, it, it's just, we're in business to serve customers. You know, w- one of my most hated TikToks was me saying we are not driver focused. We are customer focused. Well, how dare you <laughs> not be driver focused? No, I'm not driver focused. It, now, I've said plenty of times that I absolutely would not, under any circumstances, operate a fleet just to hire truck drivers and just to haul freight. If not for the Blue Ribbon program of tra- training and mentoring, I would absolutely not do this. Not nor, 100%. Nor would no I. chance. Nor Neither would one I. of us. Okay? <laughs> right. Not happening. Because I'm, I don't want to be in the business of trying to satisfy truck drivers. Because truck drivers aren't the one paying the bills. The customers are. I saw some TikTok of that Hurricane Express guy, and he's sitting in a big Peterbilt. Well, this is why well, everybody wants to know why we run Peterbilt's. We love Peterbilt's. I'm like, but I don't give a shit. If it hooks to a kingpin, and it will efficiently and safely do the job as cheaply as possible, I don't care what the badge says. I'll take the badges off of it. I don't need no stinking badges. You know? Right. Doesn't matter. <sighs> let me, let me, All true. All true. Let me check uh, TikTok here. Oh, here's one. Is it common for exhaust manifold bolts to break? I have a Cummins ISX-15, and one bolt just broke. Nope, no, that's pretty much all engines. I mean, think about the heat, okay, that these exhaust manifolds and bolts go through. I mean, these these things can get up to 1,200, 1,500 degrees, Mm -hmm. especially with these godforsaken emission systems. It's hard to tell how much that sunbitch is getting cooked. Um, And metal don't like heat. You know, and eventually they're going to break. So yeah, that's that's just that's just kind of yeah, uh, that's just kind of part of it. You know, the the you're going to have broken bolts, um, you're going to have leaks. You know, and like Larry said, it's not if these things are going to happen; it's when they're going to happen. They are going to happen. You're going to have these failures in business. You can't be shocked and surprised every time something goes wrong. Um, we have loads that cancel. You know, and I have to look at it in that moment. Um, had one canceled today. It was going to, it was, it was preloaded pickup tomorrow, uh, over the weekend and deliver on the 30th. And they called the driver and they said, Hey, this load canceled, but I've got another one that delivers on the 31st. And then I don't know, paid 2,500 bucks. And he's like, well, I don't know whether I should take it. And I said, okay, well, here's your, here's your choice. You can either take it now and deliver on the 31st for $2,500 or you can wait until the 30th and see what you find to deliver on the 31st. So what's better delivering on the 31st paying 2,500 or delivering on the 31st paying 1,200. I'd take, I'd take one in hand versus, you know, whatever they now, whatever that idiom is, uh, you know, um, Oh, there was a good question. Let's put that up here. Zoe 413. Running down the road, my scan gauge says at 1,400 RPM, 37 PSI hot, and 16 PSI idle on a 12.7 using T65W40. Should I switch to 1540 to get more oil pressure? No. No. 
Now, it's certainly possible. Let me think about that. I'm going to question first because I'm trying to think. I've got the technician's manual on the 14 liter. I wish Dan Babbitt was here right now because he knows that thing like the back of his hand. 16 PSI at idle, I don't think is as bad for a 12.7, but just remember that that scan gauge is giving you a digital number, not a mechanical it's number. It's coming from the ECM, so it's it, it's got an algorithm. So. I mean, it's coming from a sensor, right? right I mean, right. It's, it's an electronic. So maybe what I would do is put a manual gauge put a mechani- on it. Put a mechanical gauge on see what it really is. See what it really is. Because if it's 20, I'm not worried. And 16, yeah. How many miles are on the motor? You, you could, if it's, if it's got a ton of miles, you're probably getting a little bit of wear in the bearings, and that's going to that's gonna kill your oil pressure right there. So Yeah. Now, unlike the DD15, you start seeing 16 PSI at, uh, at idle. You better start making your way to somebody to do the bottom end of the motor, or it's going to be a catastrophic failure. Because and I, I finally saw one of these because they're they're doing an in frame on a DD15 up at the uh, shop. These DD15s in the oil pan they have um, they have the oil pump. It's a gear driven oil pump, and they have these plastic pickup tubes, and they have O rings in them. Well, what happens to plastic over seven eight hundred thousand miles? You know. And so what happens is is they start to get weak, they start to get brittle, the O-rings start to, to start to leak, and it's like sucking on a straw with a hole in it. And you and the oil pump is not able to pick the oil up. And so it's pretty much standard practice that at about 600,000 miles, you need to start planning for, on a DD-15, you need to start planning for replacing the oil pump, replacing the manifold in the, in the pan, replacing those O-rings and those pickup tubes because you're going to get with such low oil pressure, you're going to run the bearings out of it. And then you're going to end up spinning a bearing. Well, now the block's junk and you're swinging a $35,000 swing motor in it. Um, and that, But that's just one of those things. Like if I'm going to run a DD-15, I already understand. I'm going to have to clean it. I'm going to have to run the catalyst. I'm going to have to do the bottom end at six or 700,000 miles. Uh, and it's all about watching the oil pressure. You know, and of course, God help us. We've got two DD-15s in the, in the fleet now. And I've got to explain to these drivers, you're going to have to watch that oil pressure, you know, because I got nothing that's going to tell me but you. Um, if that oil pressure starts dropping, we got to get that truck off the road and get the bottom end done, or you're going to be experiencing a very expensive catastrophic failure. And it's not unexpected. Everybody, <laughs> anybody that knows anything knows that the DD-15 has that problem. Yeah, there's two words that just that don't apply in trucking, and that's unexpected and accident. Neither one of those are ever, ever true. So, All right. Somebody said, can you please do my questions on TikTok? Well, I'm looking he's, for you. He's got an auto inflation system, and the pressure's run even. Any solutions? No, oh. they're, they're junk. <clears throat> well, he says this trailer has an auto inflation system, and the tire pressure's uneven. I don't know that I have a solution for that. There's not one. They're, those things are are notoriously unreliable. They're great. They're great to keep keeping the tires aired up. But right. as far as them being even, no, there's not any way to do it. If this is your trailer, I'd ditch that. I'd put 
uh, I just put tire pressure monitors on and, and air them up yourself. What I would do, but yeah, ditch that. But well, and if it was my trailer, it'd have super singles on it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, TikTok question: <clears throat> uh, How much is an OPS? Uh, that'd be, it's, uh, it's about 900 plus installation. Installation is going to be about three or four hours. Uh, if you take it to somebody that's, that knows what they're doing. So, so, and the, and the 899 comes with the install kit, yeah, two yeah. filters and three, one fil- three, three filters, and three two filters lab, and two kits. Okay. Lab so you get three filters and two lab kits. Well, that's $400 worth right there. Right. Cause the, right. no, wait a minute. I do that wrong. Well, it's it's good for it's good for for tw- for seventy five thousand miles. Correct. Um, so because you, you have a filter to install, and then you right. go twenty five thousand, you do a sample, and you go twenty five thousand again and do a sample. Right. So you've got enough filter. You've got enough to go seventy five thousand miles um, <clears throat> with the eight ninety nine that you're paying. Listen, the the eight nine of all the modifications we do, and we do a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. This one pays for itself faster than anybody because you're talking about three regular oil changes at a TA. And if, yep. and now, and now you can run synthetic since you're not going to throw the oil away. Right. So, I mean, it, it, it's not a question of, 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 does it pay for itself? It could pay for itself in three oil changes and you're done. Not only that, I mean, go to, go to 108. There's, there's, there's lots of benefits, lots of benefits. Yep. Go cost to episode is one, cost epi- is one of them. <clears throat> episode 108 of the Blue Ribbon Podcast on YouTube. And we, we break all of it down. Somebody's asking on TikTok, how much is the testing? So a kit is $55 and a filter is $55, right? Negative. $77 for the two. I just looked at our website. That, well, I'm going to go right now. Well, I might be looking. I might be looking. I think you're wrong. I thought might be. So, <clears> I'm I think. Going, hang, hang on. I've got the numbers right here. We'll consult the. I'm going to the Blue Ribbon website to the store, and I've got ten filters, and I've got a five pack for four hundred fifty nine dollars. Okay, so four fifty nine divided by it's, five it's is ninety one eighty. Yeah, it's fifty five bucks for the filter, and it is. Fifty-five bucks for the lab kit. You're you're absolutely correct. So you can save about twenty dollars if you buy the five pack, right? So what you're what you're basically doing is every twenty-five thousand miles, if you buy the five pack, you're spending ninety bucks, and you're getting a sample and you're changing your OPS filter. Now every other uh, twenty-five thousand miles, we change the factory filters. So you got the the two. Uh, the, the cost of those two filters. Uh, if you do it at a TA, you know, the, 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 the big thing with like a TA is you have to know how to bill it <clears throat> because you're, you're, I want you to change one filter and I want you to do a chassis loop. Yeah, okay. Quit, well that quit, quit asking for PMs. Do not save it. Do not uh, use the letter. A dirty, PM. It's a dirty word. Dirty word. Do not say it. Say, I want you to change one filter and I want you to do a chassis loop. And then on the 50,000 mile, I want you to change three filters and I want you to do a chassis loop because the code will get that down to like 90 bucks. So you're probably looking about $200. Uh, and then what's the filters? Maybe 225 or 250 on every other one um, versus <clears throat> 
because you know, go look at my TikTok comments. I'm gonna change my over twelve thousand dollars. Okay, well that's once a month. All right, and that's at least three hundred fifty, if not four hundred fifty dollars. You're not running the synthetic. You're running uh, conventional oil, and you have no idea what's in it. You have no <clears throat> lab sample. So right. The, the The benefit of OPS is is dual. Well, it's actually more than that. There's a, yeah. there's an absolutely cost savings. In the truck that I'm talking about, I I, I have saved $175,000 in oil changes over the life of that truck. I could Correct. buy a truck for that. I wouldn't buy a truck for that, but I could buy 10 trucks for that, okay? Right. You also have the benefit that you're going to have better longevity on your components because they're staying in clean oil all the time, 100% of the time. And third of all, you're going to have a a um a warning early warning if you have a problem because you're testing oil every 25,000 miles if something happens it had to happen in the last 25,000 miles and typically that's not going to be bad enough to be catastrophic yet you know you just know you got something going on let's figure out what it is so those are the reasons to do it um there, any one of those will pay for itself it's just a matter of, you know and you combine them all together it becomes a no-brainer Right. So, um, and I promise you, we've saved at least three engines just oh, for yeah. just from the oil samples, uh, because the minute you get fuel dilution, high soot, or um, or especially coolant intrusion, you know, if you got a blown head gasket or leaking uh, liner seal or something, air compressor could be, um, you know, you've got, you've got coolant going somewhere and you can't figure where it is. Well, you can find out if it's in the motor or not by doing a lab sample. Okay. Now, I have a friend who's just a stubborn fool, and I love him dearly. He has an OPS. He runs uh, conventional 1540, and he dumps it every 15,000 miles. Okay? Yeah. God bless him. I, I, I'm not going to do it that way, but he does it that way. My only complaint about him doing that is every 15,000 miles, you're throwing away the evidence. Yeah. Now, at least he's doing sampling. Not, not and, to mention perfectly good oil. Right. <clears throat> now, he... Yeah, it was him. Uh, he had a problem. He had injectors put in his truck, and instantly his fuel dilution shot up, like way up. Well, process of elimination, you just put injectors in, um, and your fuel dilution shot up. Got to be the injectors. He went back, and it was two bad injectors, wasn't it? I think it was yeah, one, he, at least one. He, yeah, he called me. He said, I, 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 this has happened. I said, well, what have you done lately? Well, I just had injector injectors. He ended up with two or three bad injectors out of that six pack, which is not unusual either because right. they're all remanufactured. Now. You can't buy a new injector. So, um, um, let me hit this one, Phil. Uh, what was it you said, Chris, on a DD 15 with 1.3 that should be done? I said, if you have a DD 15 with 1.3, oh, <laughs> if, if you yeah. haven't put the if you haven't put an oil pump Listen, in it and, and attaching parts, I, <laughs> I want you you've to be living right. I want you to pull over right now. I want you to <laughs> shut the motor off right now. Okay. And call a record. <laughs> call a record. And, and tow have it. them tow you somewhere <laughs> where somebody can do oil pump, manif oil pump, pick manifold, up tube, pick up tube, pick up tubes, and rod and main bearings. Roll the bearings. That's exactly when right. we did it, it was about, I want to say fifty two hundred dollars. Yeah. About that. But um, if you if when you, you don't, if it, you got go. if you got one point three million, it needs to be done yesterday. Okay, don't do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars yesterday. Okay, yeah. so, but what really seriously, what you need to do is just watch your oil pressure. 
Okay. Right. And if your oil pressure dips down into the, into the teens, get it done yesterday. Do not wait. Um, uh, don't, don't mess around. Um, cause you're a, you are, a, you are moments away from a catastrophic. You're living failure. on borrowed time. Tell me. Uh, here's one from TikTok. Why, uh, this is Tom Glock. Why do you like super singles? Oh, Kurt, get up your pick up your tool. All right, starts right here. There's the reason we like super singles, okay? It's not, we, we don't love a certain kind of tire, a certain brand of tire, a certain. We love making, keeping money, okay? Right. Making and keeping money, and uh, there's it's, it's it's not even an argument that super singles are least less expensive to operate than duals, um, and so. Um, now let me hit, let me go through the practical application here. Okay. <clears throat> when you have duels, when you have two tires side by side, they must be perfectly matched. Perfectly Twin, matched. Twins. They have to be, they have to be twins from birth. For, they have to be twins from birth. They have to run the exact same air pressure all the time, can never vary. And if you blow one, you have to replace both. So the idea that, well, if I have a problem, I only got to replace one tire. No, you'll be you have to replace anyway. two yeah. tires yeah. because if you have a short tire and a tall tire side by side, you're going to scrub that inside tire and you're going to wear it out even faster. And then it's going to blow. Well, well then you're not, going to, it's not, it's not the inside tire. It's the smaller of the two. Well, that's what I, well, yeah, true. No, the smaller. Tire. Well, I, I did say inside because, well, here's why I said inside. Because it's the one that blows. Because <laughs> guess, because guess which one's always one they got inside yeah. tire. And why is that, Chris? Why is cause, that? Because nobody checks a son bitch. That's why. Truck because truck drivers are lazy. That's why. Okay, so there's that. And you and you can't tell by a thumper if it's low or not. Right. So you have to have these two tires that are perfectly matched, the exact same size, the exact same brand, the exact same tread, the exact same everything, yes. in order for them to last. The longest. Now, if you can do all of that, and which you can, you can run a, a, a crossfire or a cat's eye or whatever. You can regulate the pressure between the two of them. You can make sure that you put them on at the same time. And you can make sure that everything about them stays perfect and even all the time. Or you could just put one tire on there that costs just a touch less than two through LCAP. And you only have to maintain one. And you only have to maintain one. And you get better fuel mileage if you buy the right, buy the right single. Yeah. Now, remember, not, 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 all, yeah. not all of them are made the same because Michelin makes the worst and Michelin makes the best. Okay? So you can, hey, man, there's a Michelin super single. Well, you might get mm -hmm. the worst one. Don't get the worst one. Get the best one. The Michelin Line X Energy. Well, hell, they've changed the name again, haven't they? Yeah, it's Line X, Line X Energy D2 Plus, I think is what it is. Why can't they leave nothing alone? Just leave it alone. Know. Just they, why do you, they, no, they don't need to change the damn name of it. Michelin. Look, it's 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 Coke and Coke Classic. Okay, I mean, God help us. So that's why I like. And here's another reason that I like super singles because today my fat ass was out in the heat trying to put a set of crossfires on a damn truck. And number one, you get these amoebas, these single-celled organisms that can't manage to line up the damn uh, air valves the right way. You know, and so I had to take the tires off and index them and turn them and put well and, and Matthew, here's another one. It's four hundred pounds, right? Per wheel position. Yes. Yes. 
400 pounds per position lighter. Yes. Well, four times four is 1,600 pounds. That's why all these tankers run them. Because right. they can now take a full tank and not have to go half empty or not half empty. That's another somewhat what, empty. That's another 200 gallons in the tank. Right. Because they're, they, well, no, it'd be another 400 gallons because they've got them on the trailer. So they're saving 1,600 pounds on the trailer, 1,600 pounds on the drives. You can haul more weight, get better fuel mileage. You don't have to screw around with these godforsaken cats, uh, crossfires and trying to stick your damn hand in between the tires to tighten it. They're just a nightmare to deal with. Now, before y'all get into, can I, well, can I say it? Can I say it? Can please I say go it? ahead. Can I say Do it? it? If I have a flat, I can't limp in. Nope. A wicked intent semi found that out the hard way the other day. He had on his Instagram, he blew a tire on a duel, and he said, man, I was just going to limp it in, and the DOT got him. Who is this? Wick, that wicked intent semi guy. It's got that oh, crazy-looking yeah. yeah. freightliner. Yeah. I wish he'd sold us the ticket with how much it was. <laughs> you know, it, 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 guys, it's, it's so, just math. So if we can show you over the, over the life of the tire that that tire has a potential saving you in excess of $20,000 in fuel savings. Mm -hmm. Now, we've run 12 trucks, okay? How many times have we had a single drive tire blow in our fleet? I, well, I think, think we, we thought we think four or five, maybe. I think the number's five. Now, I had a comment today. Well, we didn't blow a single We've never lost a wheel. No, right? that's not, no, that's not true. We have lost one. You lost one. We lost okay. one. Well, I've got another asterisk to put on that. He lost one wheel, okay, in 2009 to 2023. That's 14 years. Lost one wheel. We did lose two tires on the same position, and we think the wheel was the problem. We changed the wheel, and the problem went away. But we blew a single, replaced it, blew again, I think, 90 days later. We changed the wheel. No more problem, right? <clears throat> right. Now, uh, go ahead. I, I got something um, when you get done. Well, I'm trying to remember what I was about to say. Well, what we're, what we're saying is that if you can save $20,000 plus over the life of the tire in fuel savings, because believe it or not, tires are the number one thing besides the driver that can affect fuel mileage, okay? Mm -hmm. So if you've got shitty Chinese tires or shitty any kind of tire, shitty Michelin tires, and you change over to good low roller resistance tires and you improve your fuel mileage to where you save $20,000 in, in, in three or four years, if you have a blowout, the the rare occasion that that happens, don't you think you can afford to pay five hundred bucks have somebody come out there and change it for you? Even if it takes the wheel, that's another three or four hundred bucks. Okay, so you spend a thousand to save twenty thousand. See, that's mm -hmm. that's truck driver math right there. Okay, now let me tell you how you don't lose the wheel. Okay, if you run tire pressure monitor sensors on your on a, you'll know the tire's going to blow right before it blows. And you could pull over and stop and save on and save the wheel. So that's another thing we do. When I put singles on my truck, I was so concerned because again, do you remember this is like 2010. So mm -hmm. not many people run them back then. Okay. I mean, people look to me and they go, your company, I'm, I'm an owner operator, right? At least at transport America <laughs> guys come up to me at the uh, fuel pump. and They go, Hey man, your company make you run them things. <laughs> 
they couldn't believe when I when when I, I finally had to just quit. I finally had to just say yeah, you know, because I I did want to get in the conversation. But where am I going with this? So, um, shoot, I lost my train of thought. Chris, help me out. So yeah, so if you're if you're going to save twenty grand, you can spend a thousand dollars every once in a while to 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 have a oh try pressure monitors. So I was afraid the, that the, that I would not have a I wouldn't be able to find a tire on the road. It's not like it is now, you know. I actually bought a spare. And strapped it to my catwalk. I probably never told you that, Chris. Oh. I care, I carried an extra single on my catwalk because I didn't know if I could find one on the road if it blew. Well, it never it ever did blow. I sold the damn thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but but I did that, and I had tire pressure monitors because now I know a long time before that tire's going to blow because the heat will go up. You'll know if a tire's, you know, uh, giving you problems right before. I mean, long before it blows. So. Again, you you can you can well never mind. You can be a truck okay. driver. You can be a truck I, driver. You can be a business. You, you'll love this. I just I just engaged the services of the BSE nine thousand. Okay. I looked up the retail cost of a Michelin Line X One Energy four forty five fifty twenty two five. The retail price is about fourteen hundred and fifty dollars per tire. Right. I went to the LCAT website. And I looked, and we can get them a set of four, $2,175 cheaper for a set of four, okay? Just by being leased to Landstar and having access to LCAP, we can save $2,175 on the purchase of four Michelin wide base singles. That's that's, uh, $544 per. Per tire that we can save just by making a decision. But Landstar takes 35% of our money. Well, I know. They're a bunch of crooks. They are. So. Where, where, where this week when somebody put their, they put their revenue up and then they put up the Landstar part? What, what was that? Well, that that yeah, post? I don't know. Somebody put up all oh, the numbers. Here, here's what, here's what I did last week in gross revenue. Here's after Landstar, you know. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, we've beat that dead horse. Well, so here's, here's the one I'm going to answer from TikTok transmission and differential oil change at what mileage? Well, I'm going to quote gear man 93 here on, um, uh, on TikTok. Um, he's fantastic. He's the best, one of the best, he's hilarious. Um, and he's a transmission guy and he just did a video on this. I think yesterday. He says 300,000 is when you should change it. If you don't do it at 300, you'd better do it at 500. And if you don't do it at 500, you better just not do it at all. You better just sell the truck. You know? just, now, now, when you guys go by these fleet maintained trucks, mm-hmm. okay, understand something. They sell or trade those trucks between four and 500,000 miles. They're fleet maintained, but they've never, ever changed that, those transmission or rear end loops. So, First thing you need to do when you buy one of those. Yeah, if you're running synthetic, which everybody should be running synthetic, uh, you can go 400,000 miles, okay, with it. Yeah. Uh, not, not a problem. So, yeah. If you're um, not running synthetic, that's a whole different story. So, when we bring a truck into the fleet, the first thing that happens is all the fluids are hitting the ground. E- everything. I'm, I'm changing the coolant. I'm, ch- I'm dropping the transmission oil. I'm dropping the differential oils. I would like to do a sample. But a lot of times it's useless because when somebody wants to sell the truck, they're going to change the oil 
well, you've just thrown away all the evidence that I could have used to tell me what's going on inside that motor. And there was at least one that I know of. I went and looked at a truck in Ohio and the guy let us pull a sample and it had cooling intrusion. So we passed. Let me address this question right here. Okay. Cause it's a misunderstanding. Uh, going from duals to singles, you have to reprogram the ECM. You Let me explain might, that. Let might explain have that. to. Might, maybe. The revolutions per mile on a, tr- on a tire is a number you can find. A, a, a wide base single in the Michelin is, a, is about 41 inches in, in diameter, whatever it is, around it. Yeah. That's 518 revolutions per mile. So if the tire that you have on your truck is not 518 yes you'll need to go in and have someone change that in the ecm or your speed is just going to be off and you just look at your gps and use that instead and don't worry about it so right and again not another reason to go oh i'm not going to use those things i'm going to reprogram ecm maybe maybe not who you know you're going you'll be off three or four miles per hour probably and you might be off that now because who knows that the tires on your truck are the ones that came with it spec so uh not a big deal there find something else to worry about that's not it so i just i just made the mistake of looking at the uh the tiktok that i did today about the uh tire pressure monitor install yeah and i'll just i gotta share you this comment okay only company drivers call the ripoff tire guy that's what duels are for d-u-e-l-s singles are for lazy company men fuck the d-o-t Pirate for life. Well, there you go. See, <laughs> there you this, go. These comments, yeah. God, I'm like, it's it's so entertaining. Uh, listen, now, now let, me explain, let me explain. Let me now let me explain something. Let me, let me interject something here, and you can go back. You've heard us say, if you've listened to us over on, that we don't hire truck drivers. Correct. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about that guy right there, okay? Because you can't change that guy. You know, he is self-righteously correct and will die arguing, you know, he'll, he'll pick that hill to die on, okay? Uh, we're yeah. not going to, you, you, he's, he's not going to get educated. He's not going to look at any kind of data. He's only going to believe what he believes. That's what we talk about when we say we don't hire truck drivers. If we make fun of truck drivers, that's who we're making fun of. You know, every, all you guys getting butt hurt that if you're, if you're that guy, well, guess what? You're butt hurt. But if you're not that guy, that's who we're talking about. Now go ahead and finish what you're saying, Chris. Well, it's just, it, it's funny because when you look at these, um, um, when you, well, what's well, so, okay. So this video has 30,500 views, 113 saves. 40 of uh, 729 likes and 40 comments and about 75% of the comments are like that guy. Mm-hmm. If you look at the one that we did on the OPS, it's 775,000 views, right. but like 10,000 shares and 25,000 likes or something and 800 comments about 700% or 700 of them are just idiots. Right. Um, there's a lot of, I have to roll through the comments because I do want to find the legitimate questions you know, of people that are really curious and I'll go, well, how's that working? How's that work? Now, some of y'all, I'm going to be real honest. I'm going to look at TikTok. I do ignore some of your comments because you could go to the damn LinkedIn bio. You, 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 you could go look at another video instead of just asking a question in the comment section that you could find on your own. Let me go back to YouTube. Sometimes 
you have to let your curiosity. I'm going to tell y'all something that I told the guys in orientation this weekend. My eight-year-old said something to me profound the other day. I was out mowing. It takes me about four hours to mow all of our grass around here. And when I get done, I always go to the building. We got a 30-gallon gas tank, and I fill the mower back up before I park it. Well, he sees me headed toward that wood building, and he's he's on a run because he's going to help. He's a helper. And he's got the keys in his hand, and he unlocks the padlock, and he rolls up the door. So I'm standing there filling up the mower, and he goes, <clears throat> I figured out how to open that door by myself the other day. I said, you did? He said, yep. I was looking for a rake. And nobody was around. And so I found the keys and I got that door open by myself. And I said, well, good job, buddy. And he says, an eight-year-old, curiosity took me places I never thought I'd be. (laughs) (laughs) If you'll just be a little curious, you can lead yourself down the path of understanding, you know, because you'll go, hmm, I wonder how that works. And instead of just asking someone to give you the information, you can find it on your own through discovery, right? The most, I mean, y'all, everything that I know, um, I've learned just by being there, you know, and it's funny. I watch these new drivers because my whole bed of my pickup truck is filled with tools. Okay, there's not a square inch left inside the bed of my pickup truck to put anything for all the tools. And so the guys come out of orientation. I'm going to, oh, I see that and I see that. And I just grab out the tools and I can always tell the ones that will stand there and watch me versus the ones that will walk off. That says something to me. If you're going to stand there and watch me take something apart because you're curious I see him doing that. What am I, you know, and, and I'm going to tell you, the ones that walk off generally don't last long, but the ones that will stand there and watch me take something apart and put it back together or fix a taillight or fix a wheel or whatever it is. Um, because there's lots of times I I have to dig in and do stuff because ain't number one, ain't nobody else to do it in that moment. Sure. I could pay Chris's guys to do it. Um, and they'll do it. But sometimes, what if they're not available? What if I've got a guy that needs something right now today and there ain't nobody else but me? Well, that's that separation between company driver and owner-operator, business owner. I do a lot of stuff that I don't get paid for, right? You know, there's there's those extra things. I'm on call 24-7, 365. In In a fleet manager world, there is no day off. It really isn't, you know. Um, if I take too many days off and leave the inmates running the asylum, and then I come back to a mess, you know, I found that out the hard way. You know, am I? Am I on? I mean, we're, somebody said no audio. Are we? Are we still good, everybody? I I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. So I think we need to take this opportunity to to, to plug our event because this this is Let's how this is how you fix ignorance. Okay. You go listen and learn from other people. So if you want to learn what we do, you know, if you want to understand why we're not concerned at all about the bloodbath, you know, that everybody's worried about, you know, you want to know why we're growing at a time when most people are going out of business. You want to know why we grew during the pandemic and in 2020 and in 2014. I mean, 
our business model works in any economic condition. Okay. But you got to get these truck, truck driver mentality out of your head because those are the guys that are in trouble because they don't, if you ask them the question, why they can't answer it, they'll say what they've heard, but they cannot tell you why. We're going to tell you why. We're going to give you all the whys. Two days with us and some special guests, August 19th and 20th in Hurricane West Virginia. Um, magnificent facility, um, great hotel. Uh, and it's, and, and we, will, we will teach you everything about being in business, whether you want to be a lunatic or not. That's entirely up to you. Uh, but we'll teach you the business of trucking and how to stay in business because you're going to treat your truck uh, business or trucking company as a business. And so we go, we talk about all this stuff for two solid days. So August 19th and 20th, save the date. It is in our, on our website now. Somebody asked earlier, what's the website? www.blueribbonlogistics.com slash 2023 reset. I think that's what it is, Chris. And uh, you can go there and register. We sold out last year. Uh, we already had people register last week after we announced it. So get in there, save your seat, hit the link to the hotel, uh, reserve your hotel rooms. I'm uh, going we, to the website right now because I think you just told everybody the wrong. Um, it's blueribbonlogistics.com slash events slash reset 2023. Okay. If you just go to blueribbonlogistics.com, you'll okay. see the button for the events. Yeah. But it's August 19th and 20th of 2023. It's $495 for a single one person registration. If you want to bring a family member or a team driver, it's another $295. It's two days. Breakfast is provided at the hotel. We will provide lunch Saturday and Sunday. We're working on having some uh, inspection and repair. We had that last year. Not sure that we're going to have that this year, but maybe we could come in Wednesday or Thursday. Just kind of depends on the interest. Um, we're hoping Rocky, paging Rocky Rockefeller. Rocky, are you coming? He has to work out a conflict with something in his family, but he's okay. going to try to. So. <clears throat> well, I mean, who needs family when you got the Blue Ribbon Podcast? I mean, come on now. Uh, but but the event is on our website. Um, we, had a, we had a fantastic time last year. So Friday night on the 18th, we're going to have a reception at the hotel. The podcast will be live from the hotel, from the Blue Ribbon Bar. In the Nick, lobby. Nick will be there serving yeah. your your drinks. Our all star Blue Ribbon uh, lunatic <clears throat> bartender. Now, if you <clears throat> register before July first, you get a hundred dollar discount and ten dollars off your room. So, early bird special. Uh, come on, come on and get you some. Uh, but this is a, this is an amazing, to be in Hurricane West, to Hurricane, I'm sorry, I'm not going to say Hurricane, it's Hurricane. To be in Hurricane, West Virginia, you got a fantastic hotel. You got a great bar in the hotel. You have a, a an amazing facility at Valley Park. Um, we're working on having some good food there. So all you got to do is go to the website, blueribbonlogistics.com, go to events, Click on it, register, pay, and you save a hundred bucks if you do it before July first. So come on and save that hundred dollars. 
it's it's at the crossroads of 77 and 64 so it's not hard to get to we're uh, halfway between huntington and charleston, and charleston west virginia at right. exit 34 so for those of y'all that have been through here the ta is at exit 39 the hotel is at exit 34 so it's only five miles from the ta we will have truck parking available truck parking. yes uh either at the ta the go mart or we have limited parking for trailers at the hotel but with plenty of bobtail parking right. um but this is this is us spending two days one-on-one -on -one with you to give you the practical experience that we've gained through his 50 years in business my 25 years in trucking and our you know five years in business together at at, at blue ribbon to teach you how to stay in business in 2023 because y'all look around they're dropping like flies and my biggest problem with a bunch of these folks um, are they're, they're, they're willing to look at anybody except the guy in the mirror. They don't want to look at him, right? right? They want to blame Congress. They want to blame Biden. They want to help Trump. Or they want to blame the brokers. It's always somebody else's fault that their business is failing, but it's never their fault. They never bought the wrong truck. They never got too deep in debt. They didn't build good relationships. They didn't work hard enough. It's never their fault. And so when I'm in a position where they want to start running off to Congress and I say, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not playing with you're going to go regulate the brokers. No, no, no. Oh, well, you must love the brokers. No, I hate regulation. Because never in the history of man, no matter if you think that we're 4,000 years or 400 billion years, never in the history of mankind has the government ever done anything to help business stay in business. Never. Ain't happened. All right? You can't point to one example and go, oh, well, here's an example where the government helped business. No, 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 no. Not small business, big business. They're really good at that. So please, you're not going to run off to Congress and they're going to pass a bill and they're going to fix all your problems. Your problems are your own. And I know you don't want to hear that, but what we're going to do here on this podcast and what we're going to do at this event for two days is we're going to tell you the truth. We're not going to sugarcoat it. We're not going to make you, we're going to pat you on the butt and make you feel good. We're going to say, Hey, if you're struggling right now, guess whose problem it is. It's yours, but we're going to show you how to fix it. And we're going to show you how to fix we're it. Show you how to fix it. And not only is it going to keep you in business this year, but when things get back to quote normal, you're going to maximize your return. See, it wouldn't be a problem right now for everybody if they, if they kept the money they made in 2021 or they made money in 2021 instead of pulling back and working half as hard. If you understand that this is a cycle, it's always been a cycle. This is an extended up bubble. So we're probably going to have an extended down bubble, but that we're going to, we're going to show you some solid business practices that will that will increase your profitability, keep you in business and make you more and more and more profitable when things get good again. And Oh, by the way, there's lots of things to talk about here too. Uh, how many of you are planning for your retirement? You know, you just going to drive a truck until you die, <laughs> you know, are you, you know, pull you out of the truck and truck stop when it starts smelling the next door neighbor starts bitching. Or are you going to do this for a certain amount of time and, and make some investments and save money and, and be able to, you know, there, there's all kinds of things here that, that you need to think about when you're talking about your business is successful. Is it? 
Is it really? So is is the next unexpected, accidental, uh, catastrophic breakdown going to put you out of business? Or are you planning for that? Do you have a maintenance account? How do you fund that maintenance account? So there's all kinds of things we're going to talk about, along with super singles and OPSs and all these other kinds of things. So anyway, come join us for a couple of days. Uh, you'll get enough information by noon the first day to more than pay for the, uh, for the event. And like I said, we've got some special guests that we're working on that we're going to surprise you with uh, as they as as we get a little closer. July now, one, July one's a deadline for the hundred dollar discount. Midnight mm-hmm. July one, so uh, we we may very well be sold out by July one. So uh, jump in there and uh, and get your seat, get it reserved now. So uh, I do have Carl update now. TikTok can't see this, but on the YouTube screen at the top left, you can see a QR code for Carl's um, GoFundMe. Carl, uh, TikTok, you probably never heard this before. Carl Bonecutter. Yes, that's his last name. Yes, he missed his calling as an orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> that's funny. <clears throat> Carl Bonecutter is the greatest single living mechanic and diagnostician I've ever met in my life. Um, Without question. If he can't find it and he can't fix it, it couldn't be fixed. Um, Carl has a genetic, uh, I guess, disorder, you would call it. Yeah. A condition that has. You, you you stopped, Chris. In a position where he has to... Chris, we lost you for a few seconds. Uh, uh, can you hear me now? Can, but we lost about two, two or three, four seconds. Okay, I got you a message came, on my screen. You came back in to worth with the word transplants when you came back in. So Carl has a genetic problem, and he has to have a double lung transplant. So obviously, he's not able to work. Now, they have moved him from Cleveland, Ohio, back to his home. Um, and he's in a center and they, they, he's made some improvements, but he's really strict. Can't get out of bed hardly. Um, so the GoFundMe is on the screen for YouTube. There's a QR code for TikTok. If you go to our link in bio, um, go to the link in the bio and there's a link to Carl's GoFundMe. Um, his wife is working. She can't stop working cause they lose health insurance. Um, uh, but he hasn't been able to work in months. Um, <clears throat> and I can tell you, y'all, this is the toughest son bitch you've ever met in your life. I, I've never seen anybody. I've never, I always thought growing up that my dad was the toughest guy I ever met until I met Carl. He worked in my driveway for 18 hours straight. This was probably two or three years ago. Literally 18 hours straight. It was 10 degrees outside. My, I was on the road and my wife texted me and she's like, should I go check on Carl? And I'm like, why? She's like, well, he's been up there like 16 hours. He's never come down to use the bathroom. He's never asked for anything to eat. He hasn't left. And I'm like, honey, that's just Carl. I mean, if it, you just, you can't, you can't stop him. I've watched him work 24 hours straight at TA. I've watched him come to our event in 21, 21. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In 21. He came, he worked like 24 hours at TA. Then he went to another company work. Then he drove to Ohio and he's like installing an OPS and he's doing truck inspections. And I get, we're out, we're out back having a ball. We're out back drinking beer, you know? And I get a text message from my drivers. He's like, I need you out front. I'm like, okay. I walk out there and he goes, Carl's passed out in his trailer. 
And I look L- over. Literally, literally. He's sitting on a five-gallon bucket in the corner with his hands down like this, and he's sound asleep. I'm like, Carl. I wake him up. I'm like, hey, buddy. I think it's time to go to bed. He's like, well, wait, wait a minute. I, got, I just got this one. No, no. I says, no, 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 no. You don't have one more thing to do except go in this hotel room and go to bed. So we we get him. We rounded up all of his tools and locked up all of his stuff. And we sent him to the hotel room. This is probably 10, 11 o'clock at night. So we get, I walked him down the hall and, and I shoved him in the room and closed the door behind him. And he comes out about eight o'clock the next morning and Larry sees him and he goes, all right, man, I've had some sleep. I'm ready to roar. <laughs> man, I've had some sleep. I'm ready to go. So this is Sunday morning at eight o'clock. Okay. He works all day with us, drives back. Um, did another job for somebody else, then goes to TA, does kingpins at TA all day Monday, works into the night, into Tuesday morning, still ain't been to bed. And I walk into TA in Hurricane that morning, Tuesday morning, as he's walking out. And I said, are you just getting here? He said, nope, I'm going home. And he turns around, he looks at me and goes, fuck everybody. I'm going home, going to bed. I mean, I, the guy will work 36 to 48 hours straight and never complain. Never complain. Now, bless his wife, Nikki, because I've, I've been there, and he'll be, like, working on a truck, and I'm looking at him, and the whole thing is completely disassembled in a thousand pieces, and she'll call, and he'll be like, uh, yeah, I, I, I'll be there in two hours. I'm like, you lie. You lie to that woman, and you wonder why she's so upset. You ain't going to be out here in two hours. You're dreaming if you're going to be out here in two hours. You just told her you better. You ain't going to be out of here in six hours. And, of course, he wouldn't. You know, and he'd come dragging in the door at four or five o'clock in the morning. And I, I don't bless your heart. So, anyway, said all that to say this. Man, if you got $5, go to the, uh, the, the, the uh, QR code on the screen for YouTube. TikTok, go to the link in bio. Uh, they could certainly use it because he has got an incredibly long way to go. And he deserves it. A lot of you guys have had him work on your trucks at TA. I mean, we, he has customers that come from all the country just to have him work on the truck. So if he's ever helped you out before, please return the favor, okay? Remind you that Pittsburgh Power is our sponsor. We appreciate you calling them and giving them some business. They got all kinds of diesel performance stuff. They got a great shop. They got electrical engineers on staff so they can fix ECMs and things everybody else says they can't fix. Um, So give them a call. Let them know that you heard about them on our podcast and that uh, you appreciate their sponsorship. Um, Next weekend, Chris, let me look ahead. Next weekend is... Uh, the second, it's normal. So next week's normal. The week after that, I'm in Vegas. So you probably, I'll be lined up a co-host for two weeks from now. And, um, let me call a neek. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's been real. Everybody have a great, safe Memorial day weekend. Don't be crazy. Don't do stupid stuff. Remember if you're out there driving truck drivers, you know, watch for the the idiots this weekend okay there'll be a bunch of them out there in your oh, in your I'm office sure with you so <clears throat> be safe be careful be profitable and um we'll see you next week okay all Thanks, right everybody. say well all right turn